0: Welcome to this week's edition of Hockey on Unfiltered with Ken Campbell. I am the sidekick, Dylan Waugh. I am the John Cleese to Ken's Eric Idle. It's going to be a pretty funny one today. But now, for something completely different, we'll be talking about the Stanley Cup Final. Because uh, it's finally here. We had a sweep and then a... Uh, well, not a sweep. But anyways, check us out on Twitter at Hockey Unfiltered at Ken underscore Campbell27. Of course, at underscore Dylan Waugh. I misjudged the timing a little bit. A little bit. But I do have a question for you before we get started. Yes. What do you think of my beard? Oh, it's, uh, oh,
1: I actually, yeah, it's shaped, it's formed, it's it's not mangy, it is, uh, it's it's sculpted. It's not a Gouda's beard. No. But I think no. it's not bad. But it, what is a Gouda's beard, really? <laughs> Who has a Gouda's beard? Nobody.
0: Nobody. No. That would nobody. be like a Sam Elliott mustache.
1: Right, exactly. Nice, yeah. nice job. You
0: like that reference,
1: yeah, because i uh i um I was
0: giving you a hard time last time, wasn't I, yeah, about, about the the manginess of your beard, you were publicly giving me a hard time on quit on Twitter about it, and I told you we shouldn't be airing our dirty laundry in public, okay? you've got a problem with my beard, you call me up <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I'm sensitive, Ken. Uh, yeah, you yeah. are yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well,
1: how would you like to be a resident of the good city of
0: Boston right now? (laughs) Firstly, I've got a few things to say about that. You lose in game seven. Yeah. Your
1: team loses in game seven. Yeah. To the eighth seed. Yeah. For the first time in basketball and hockey in the same season for the first time in history. Yeah. And not only do they lose to the eighth seed— they lose to the eighth seed from the same place.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And not only that, but their coach, who we don't like to play for, is going to the Stanley Cup final. Yeah. Yeah,
1: that's that's kind of,
0: yeah. But yeah. you know what? I I'm still, glad they had a it, really fun regular but I still season, go back, I
1: still go back to, you know, I mean, like Buffalo, right? Like, yeah. You know, I mean, how do you feel if you're Buffalo? Every year in the final... Buffalo, the Buffalo News sends Mike Harrington, who's a great reporter columnist, and he has about ten stories to do in every Stanley Cup final because there's always a bunch of ex-Sabres in it, <laughs> you know. And this year, Michael
0: and Reinhardt and Montour and yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah, um, yeah. Firstly, how would I like to live in Boston? Lovely city. Yeah. Beautiful city, and it's
1: even better now that they finished
0: it. The. Mo- <laughs>
1: No, seriously, they had that big dig going for like ten years. Are they
0: going to finish Toronto at some point? <laughs> oh yeah, 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 great city when they're finished with it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but man, the people there are angry. Like it's not just a stereotype. Like we <laughs> asked directions once and like almost got our heads taken off. It's crazy. Yeah. Which is which is wild. Why- because
1: you, were, you weren't wicked ass awesome enough.
0: This <laughs> 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 is why- Maybe it's because I was wearing a Habs hat. Might have been. Yeah, that might have been. That might have been. Yep. I did, for fun, take a picture We
1: still remember 1979, too many men on the ice.
0: (laughs) I I did take a picture actually wearing a Habs hat in front of Cheers. Nice. In Boston. Nice. Uh, Yeah. Were you doing your best Eddie LeBeck impression?
1: (laughs) No. (laughs) Remember him, the guy, Eddie LeBeck, the the goalie that was dating
0: uh, Carla? What? The Eddie LeBec on tre- on Cheers. Was a goalie dating Carla? Yeah. I don't remember that.
1: Yeah, he was he, and he was and he, he was this French Canadian goalie. He played for the Bruins for a little bit. Yeah, yeah and yeah. then he joined the Ice Capades and then and and then he got run over by a Zamboni and he died. And at the funeral everybody, all his former teammates were there and they were all stamped back in the casket. You don't remember that? No, I
0: don't remember that. That was the best. Okay, so Cheers has the uh, dubious distinction of being the worst show with the best spinoff.
1: Oh, I I disagree. I
0: think it was a great show. But okay, I'm talking about the disparity, though.
1: Oh, really? Like the between the spinoff? And the,
0: yeah. Yeah. So so whatever. Okay, it's fine. I've watched a fair bit of it. I don't but know. Fraser, there was Mash one and the, of Trapper, the best. John, Trapper John M.D. That would be the opposite, no? <laughs> no,
1: actually Trapper John MD was a pretty good show. Was it? But, yeah. But MASH yeah. was an all-timer. Yeah, and, and Trapper John MD was more had a more serious tone. Hey, you know, anyways,
0: anyways, yeah, yeah, you know what people care about?
1: Anyways. Hockey. You know people don't
0: care about? Uh s- sitcoms <laughs> from the 70s and 80s. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, hate to disappoint you there, buddy, but, uh, you know, your standard sitcom of the 70s was actually 48 minutes long and uh, always was aired in purple. <laughs> I don't know. That was the best I could think of. Not bad. Not bad. <laughs> yeah. All right. So let's talk about the Stanley Cup final. Right. Firstly, uh, shall we just say a brief word on how we got here, what level of surprise do you have of seeing these two teams in the Stanley Cup final?
1: Well, it depends on your time, your point of reference. Beginning of the season, before the season started?
0: Beginning of the playoffs. Well, do, do all yeah. of it. Beginning yeah, of the season. Yeah, I mean,
1: beginning of the season. I, you know, and I'm, I'm going to put this out there right now. I'm going to put this out there right now. I picked Vegas to miss the playoffs this year. That's right. i forgot yeah, about that. I, I, I thought there was so much toxicity around this 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 franchise and this team and yeah. and just the way things had gone down with some guys and, and you know, Brad McCrimmon saying, hey, does anybody want to talk about the dysfunction last year in the summer when they were doing one of the press conferences? I just thought this team is just, it's just there's something wrong there and uh, th- this team is just not going to be able to put it together. And I, th- I honestly thought they were going to be a, a non-playoff team. Um, and you know, I mean, and I thought the, the Florida Panthers were going to be a Stanley cup contender. So, yeah. so from that respect, yeah. Florida, not so much, but then the start of the playoffs, it's kind of the other way around. Right. Right. At the beginning of the playoffs, you think, well, yeah, Vegas has Vegas. could make Vegas it through yeah, for sure. And Florida's going to lose in five or six to Boston and, and then we move along. Right. So yeah. Yeah. I, but super surprised and super stoked about this series actually.
0: Me too.
1: I think it's going to be really good. I, I, you know, like if you if you're a you know a quote unquote traditionalist and you're you hate the fact that there's these Sun Belt teams in there, get get, get over it, get yeah. over it because yeah. this is going to be a really good series. Yeah. It's going to be a great series. Like all kinds of all kinds of intrigue, all kinds of entertaining possibilities. The only thing I don't like about it is the way they've set it up. You know, the NHL being the NHL doesn't start for five days, right? And then they stretch it over sixteen. Yeah. If it goes if it goes 7 games it goes to ju- June 19th. So Florida's I basically mean, had up full... 2 days before the summer solstice the NHL yeah. season is going to end. You know. So to me that that kind of sucks. But everything else about it. Yeah. B- from the way the teams play to how uh, you know, how how much of a big boy series this is going to be to the individual personalities, to the coaches, to the goaltending, to, Mm -hmm. you know, everything. I think this this series has a a potential to be a, I don't know if it's going to be a classic, but I think it has the potential to be a very, very good Stanley Cup final.
0: So, firstly, yeah, Uh, it's also cool that two teams that have not won a Stanley Cup Mm-hmm. are going to be facing yep. off against each other. Yep. I love non-traditional hockey markets. And and I, I, I realize I sit in the minority uh, as somebody from Toronto. Do you love Arizona? I said hockey markets.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs>
0: yeah. You got to listen, Kevin. Okay, sorry yeah. about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I love non-traditional hockey markets. Um, you know, and I love when they bring their own unique cultural elements to uh to hockey yeah vegas has been obviously the showmanship and the you they, know,
1: they they somebody should do an MBA thesis on that on the way that team has that way that franchise has marketed itself
0: yeah yeah and what's crazy is that i remember at the beginning of the year saying uh with florida because uh, you're you're making me think i don't know if i picked them to miss the playoffs i think that i might have florida yeah oh, i think you might have I if I didn't pick them to miss the playoffs, I definitely didn't pick them very high, Uh, and they. But I remember saying like they could either have the best goalie tandem in the league or the worst goalie tandem in the league, and it wouldn't surprise me one or the other. And sure enough, Bobrovsky managed to be one of the worst goalies in the league through the regular season. And then
1: you know Spencer Knight had you know off ice issues ended up in the in the assistance program. Yeah, and then Alex Lyon basically saves their season saves the season saves their season them yeah. and and the Pittsburgh Penguins god it just it's like it's just what a bunch of great like intertwined stories there are here with Florida oh the, the like, like if, it, if it chicago itself. if chicago doesn't doesn't shit the bed against or sorry if pittsburgh doesn't shit the bed against chicago in game 81 yeah. We're not talking about any of this. Yeah. If Sergey Bobrovsky doesn't make an an unbelievable save on a breakaway on Brad Marchand with two seconds left in game five. Yeah. On a completely like blown play that I couldn't believe that it ended up the way it did. Yeah. Like we're not talking about this. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's just, you know, and they've got that. Mo- look, they've obviously got that overtime mojo going they got you know they've got a real and some people are talking about oh this feels like the 96 panthers not to me it feels like more like the 2012 la kings like they've got that kind of a vibe that kind of a mojo going yeah. you know so
0: yeah now let's take a 48 day break and see if we can just get the exact mojo yeah. going again yeah um okay well we're going to we're going to go about this uh strategically if okay. you will so, firstly, you mentioned coaches, coaching, and the story right in itself there. So, we're going to match up these teams, coaches slash front office. Yeah. Goaltending, defense, forwards. Okay. So, let's start with coaches, front office. Your thoughts on the coaches, front office of these two teams and, and comparing the two.
1: Well, I mean, it, I mean to me, like I, I tweeted out the other day that a Florida-Vegas-Stanley Cup final... Like the the off days might be more exciting than the games, right? Because just because these two coaches are so incredibly engaging, yeah, and they're storytellers, and they they really they really they enjoy doing. The media part of it, you know, like they enjoy getting out there and talking about their team and, 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 you know, and that. So, so that I think will be, you know, I mean, I, I've had the privilege of covering about 20 Stanley Cups finals and I, and I won't be covering this one, sadly. Um, But I mean, whoever, the reporters who are covering this series are just, you know, they are just like. In for a treat. Oh, and and they're so happy right now. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, the, the stories will write themselves. As far as the coaching goes, I mean, two really good guys, two really good coaches. I know you're not as big on Paul Maurice as I, I think. I think he's a better coach than a lot of people give him credit for. Yeah, but I mean, Bruce Cassidy. You might be proven right, Bruce. Bruce Cassidy. You look at what at what Vegas has done this year and the way they've played. Yeah, and the fact that I mean. You know, I mean, the front office has provided an incredible amount of depth on this team, right? And Bruce Cassidy used, has used it the right way, yeah. you know? I mean, he plays four lines. And like he said last night after the series, he said, he said nobody's going to beat us with our depth, on, the, on depth. He said, and the reason why they, they kind of went away from a couple of things in the Dallas series was in game, I think, five or whatever. Dallas beat them with their depth. Hmm. And so then they went back to that fourth line of Carrier, Wah, and um, uh, uh, Colasar. Colasar, Colasar, Keegan Colasar. <laughs> yeah. And I mean they were difference makers last night, right? Yeah. So, you know, I I I like I like I like the coaching with with Vegas. I think that you know Bruce Cassidy is like. He has grown as a coach, like, immeasurably. Mm. Immeasurably. Like, his his acumen and his grasp of the game and everything has just grown exponentially, like, every year. And then you've got a guy like Paul Maurice on the other side who's... Well, comp- which is it? Immeasurable or exponential? Uh, both. It's ex- exponentially immeasurable. <laughs> and, and so... And, the, and then you've got Paul Maurice who... I, I think, like I said, I think is a better coach than a lot of people give him credit for. Um, I think there's a lot more there than just, you know, yelling once in a while and and holding up your fingers for the, the referees and, and the showmanship thing. I think there's some substance there. Yeah, I like the way... What I like about Florida is in it in a in a in an era when everybody's talking about puck possession, right? Puck possession, puck possession, puck. You gotta have the puck. You gotta keep the puck on your stick. The best way to play defense is to have the puck on your stick and the other team's hand, blah, blah, blah. What I like about the way Florida plays is they're not afraid to give the puck up hmm. to go and get it back, you know? So what they'll do is they'll put it in a spot where they know they're gonna give it up, but they have a really good chance of getting it back, you know? And I think that a lot of that is Paul Maurice and the way he's coached.
0: And you know, I mean it's a I trademark d- of the ha- Carolina Hurricanes as well. Exactly.
1: And the Winnipeg yeah. Jets when he was in Winnipeg. Yeah. I mean, they didn't they they're like I, I don't know. I'm not gonna look up the numbers because I'm not a nerd like you, but I bet you saw me look up the numbers. I bet, I bet every Paul Maurice team in the last ten years has led the team has led the league in retrievals. You know what I mean? like right. giving up the puck going back and, and and getting it. Um so yeah, so I I think I think it's I I think I mean it's really hard to say to, for me to say that Bruce Cassidy is going to outcoach Paul Maurice. I just I mean that's tough. That's really difficult. You know, a guy who's been there, done that, coached so many games, won a lot of games, lost a lot of games. You know, yeah. I mean I, I don't I don't think it's I don't think I, I, I'd like to think that in this series coaching is gonna be the sideshow. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like that the coaches kind of stay out of the way and yeah. let the players let the players do what they do to decide this. Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah. So this is gonna be an unfavorable comparison to Paul Maurice and and and, and so I'm gonna caveat it by saying it's not this bad. I'm just struggling for something analogous to to him yeah and i just i feel like paul maurice is good at personnel personnel decisions right and that is something that is easy for people like me to grasp personnel decisions yeah small changes in X and O's are harder and and you kind of have to watch a lot of hockey before you kind of go, oh, now I yeah, see yeah. that he did this with that defenseman yeah, or yeah. that he did that with the wingers or whatever. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? But I think that Paul Maurice is good at personnel decisions and I think that he's uh, <laughs> he's basically going on. He's got an exceptionally hot goalie. I I looked it up. We talked a little bit on the phone about it yesterday. I looked it up at just how hot he is exceptionally hot we will get into that because i've got a bombshell to drop later whoa not
1: a bomb a bombshell why would you drop a bombshell well because (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: um but uh, i'm gonna drop a pamela anderson on you later (laughs) but to talk about
1: also about the front offices yeah just very very quickly of course yeah you know, I mean, you may not like the fact that these two teams are in the Stanley Cup final. I love it. No, but there are people who may not like oh, okay. that, Just and they and they may not be at the time. They may not be really you know find it really compelling that these two teams are in the Stanley Cup final. But I'm telling you, if you are a fan of, you know, all of the off ice stuff that makes hockey exciting trades, free agent signings, coach firings, coach hirings, you know, you got to be. You 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 have to love this final. Yeah. Because these guys, Kelly McCurman and Bill Zito, are cowboys. Yeah. They're cowboys. And yeah, yeah. they just, you know, they're I mean the I mean, revolvers. I mean, what did they, you know, what did Bill Zito do? We had a we had a president president's president's trophy winning team that flamed out in the second round of the playoffs. K coach is gone. Uh we're trading our best player. We're getting Matthew Kachuk. You know, yeah. we're we're gonna have this patchwork Trading a number one defenseman, or a number two defenseman. Yeah, we're going to have this patchwork, crazy, weird defense core that we're going to get a ton of value out of Yeah, and is going to be okay, actually, you know? And then Kelly McCrimmon, and you know what, I, I, I... I realize I'm contradicting myself a little bit here because not long ago, I was talking about how Vegas always chases the shiny new thing. Well, the shiny new thing a couple of years ago was Alex Pietrangelo and the shiny new thing last little while ago was Jack Eichel. Yeah. And they're are they good. They're the two players that are very, very, <laughs> you know, huge impact players yeah. in all of what's going on here.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so just to circle back on, on what I was saying about uh, uh, Bruce Cassidy, I, I think that to see a team get so... Bruce Cassidy brought Vegas back to w- where they were, Yeah, I think. Yeah. Uh, prior to, like, kind of like Gerard Gallant 2.0, right? But more X's and O's, defensively incredible, uh, yeah. Yeah. just... They're just they're they're fun they're a fun team to watch and and to go back to what you what you're saying, I totally agree. Like we always complain about you know we uh, whatever um, trade deadline day is not as exciting in the NHL Mm -hmm. as as it is in the NBA and free agent signings aren't as exciting and all the rest of it. And here here we are with two teams that have built uh, with a healthy mix of both through the draft and. Uh, yeah. I mean, Vegas has not had a first overall pick in their history. No, right? Highest they picked is seventh or eighth. Co- Cody Glass, I think.
1: Right, and in, the,
0: in their first year. Yeah, Cody Glass. Yeah, gone. Yeah. Let's check that. Oh yeah, that everybody. Same, that same year was uh, Nick Suzuki. Yeah, gone. Yep. For Reddy, gone. Mm-hmm. For like, you know what I mean? Like,
1: it, I mean their pick last year, Zachary Dean, traded for Ivan Barbashev you know
0: right who we will so, be talking about later yeah yeah no it's 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 an entertaining style of uh of team management mm-hmm. and the fact that it's yielding successful results means yes let's get it let's get more entertaining styles of team management it's amazing yes
1: yeah, six they picked six in their first year 6 13 and 15 Cody Glass Suzuki and Brandstrom all gone but They picked Nicholas Haig with their fourth pick at 34th overall.
0: That's a pretty good
1: one. Yep. Yeah. (laughs) Yep.
0: (laughs) Yep. He's he's being a really major contributor right now. Yep. Yeah. Um, Okay, so should we move on from the front offices and the coaching? Yes. Yeah. Okay, so let's talk about goaltending. All right. May I drop my bomb? You may. Hey
1: everybody, let's face it, with coffee starting at $5, $5, is that how much it costs for coffee now? Holy smokes, no wonder I don't drink coffee. Without any customizations and our bank accounts somehow always depleting, we are officially entering a dupe session. What's a dupe session, you ask? Well, most products do the same thing but are priced differently, differently, solely based on the brand name. So a good duplicate or dupe is crucial to getting the highest quality at the best price. One dupe you definitely shouldn't sleep on, Raycon Wireless Earbuds. Raycon has a premium audio at the perfect price point so you can listen to what you want, when you want, without breaking the bank. Raycon's mission is to prove that you shouldn't have to pay an arm and a leg for quality sound and essential smart tech listening features. You can get a pair and a spare and still pay less than you would with some of those other more big name tech brands out there. Raycon knows that in this economy, every purchase needs to be perfect. They offer buy now, pay later options. You can pay as low as $18 at checkout. They have an easy and free return guarantee. They offer two years of product protection insurance for just a few bucks. They offer free domestic shipping and flat fee international shipping. They have over $5,000 50,000 five-star reviews, three customizable sound profiles, ear tap bud functions, noise isolation, awareness mode, custom gel tips for the perfect, most comfortable in-ear fit, crystal clear call quality, water and sweat resistance, eight hours of playtime. What more do you need? Go to buyraycon.com slash THPN today to get your 15% off your Raycon order. That's buyraycon.com slash THPN to score 15% off. Buyraycon.com slash THPN.
0: So I'm going to briefly, briefly say this before you contradict me. Goal see we expected is taking a statistical model of a league average goalie and comparing the goalie to that league average goalie <sighs> okay there it is so goals saved above expected since it's been counted in 2008 on evolving hockey
1: didn't they, they didn't expect goalies to stop pucks before 2008 <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Sergey Bobrovsky so far has had the second best playoffs by a goal state well have expected since 2008 next to Igor Shosturkin. third is Vasilevsky, and then it goes on for See
1: next. I would have thought it would have been like uh Jonas Michael, Hiller or Michael Leighton or something cuz nobody expected him to stop anything <laughs> and he took the Flyers to the but final. a league
0: average goal <coughs> a league it's it's comparative mm-hmm. to a league average goalie yeah. So if you're expected to not stop anything because you suck and you wind up stopping with a league average goalie stops, then your goal is expected to zero.
1: Right? right.
0: Right. Anyways, my point is, is but- that Bobrovsky is not just having a good playoffs, he is having a historic and historic playoffs because, you know, the A N, you know, works for yes, it vowels does. Yeah. and historic. Yes, it that's, does. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. the rule. Yeah. Yeah. Yay. Wow, you don't think that's, that's wild? That's, that's, that's I guess cool. so. I mean, he's been really good. <laughs> well, the bombshell is just how good.
1: Yeah, he's been classic. Like he, like I mean, I think I think there are people who would argue that regardless of what happens in the Stanley Cup final, whether or not the Florida Panthers win, Sergei Bobrovsky is a Conn Smythe
0: winner this year. Uh, they said that about Carey Price. The other year was, yeah yeah, uh, yeah. and and no, no, I mean, if
1: they lose four straight and they, they get beat by, you know, four or five goals every game. No, but, but if it's close, uh, he may very well end up being the, the, the Conn Smythe winner. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I would agree with that.
1: But, and I think the goaltending, I, I, I love what Aiden Hill has done. I love what he's doing. Um, and, and I think, you know, I mean, it's, it is interesting. I mean, you know, you look at, you look and you go, you know, Bobrovsky against Aiden Hill. And it's like, but yeah, but like Aiden Hill's 27. That's not very old for a goalie. That's A lot of goalies end up coming into their own. Yeah. And the one thing Aiden Hill is doing, I mean, he obviously wants to win a Stanley Cup over everything. Right. But he's also playing for a contract. Yeah. He's He's at UFA after this year.
0: Yeah, like, well, he's got that in spades already.
1: But yeah, but the thing is, like, it's like you look at his, you look at where he's played and how many games he's played, and it's like, how is the, and then you look at his stats, and it's like, how has this guy been a backup his entire career? Mm. Why has he never been a number one goalie? And obviously, it's a consistency issue. Yeah. You know, I mean, backup goalies and minor leaguers tend to show at some point why they're backup goalies and minor leaguers. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like the Michael Block thing, right? You yeah. know, the, the in the PJ Championship. Yeah. you know, you can do it. You can do it once, right? And you can do it for a little while, but you can't seem to do it on a consistent basis. Yeah. And I think, and I think that's that's where, um, that's where the you know that's why Aiden Hill is still a backup at the age of twenty seven and was Vegas's, you know, whatever their forty second goalie on their depth chart this year. I don't know. Like, I mean. You know, I mean so forty second.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so that took me a second. Yeah. That's very funny. <laughs> I think he was only like third. <laughs> Something well, like that. Yeah. He was ahead of let's not let's not unravel the Vegas goalie situation actually yeah. because we could be here all week for yeah. that one.
1: I mean he's only he's he's only played eleven games. Um and I mean their numbers like I don't know, goals saved above expected. I bet you his are way up there too.
0: Yeah. Um He's you at know? ten, which is very high. Yeah, Bobrovsky's- ten above expected. Yeah, is saved- that
1: like so? He saved ten through the playoffs through eleven games. He saved ten goals. Yeah, that, that probably should have gone in.
0: Pretty much. Okay. Pretty much. Okay. We expe- at 21. we should be expecting him to save more now. Bobrovsky's at twenty one. Twenty one. Hey. Eh? Twenty one. Wow. Yeah.
1: So so I I don't know how close it is. I don't. I mean. Like I love the story. I love the Aiden Hill story. I love what he's doing. I, I just don't think it's that
0: that close. Well, what did I say going into the last round with Aiden Hill and Jake Ottinger? I said because you, you don't listen when I'm speaking, and that's okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> don't worry. I'll save you the suspense and tell you what I said. <laughs> I know you're completely riveted and at the edge of your chair. I
1: just don't remember.
0: I'm okay. Sorry. Because <laughs> it was like a month ago. Yeah. I said uh like obviously I want to give for the last series the goalie edge to Ottinger. He's the more talented guy, he's an up and comer, all the rest of it. But it couldn't be uh ignored that Aiden Hill has the track record in these playoffs. Mm-hmm. An mm-hmm. exceptionally good track record in these playoffs. Yeah. And so, um, and so I gave the edge edge to Aiden Hill. And I look very smart for doing something that I felt was very stupid at the time. Hmm. And so, once again...
1: You're not going to give it to him now, no, are you? No, 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 no,
0: no, no. Yeah. Not a chance. Yeah. Not a chance. Because yeah. the difference is that Bob both has the obvious talent and that track record.
1: Right, right. Yeah.
0: So, yeah. Yeah. everything is in Bob's favor for this one. Yeah,
1: I think he. I think the goal standing is definitely tilted in
0: Florida's favor. I think it's not even close. Okay. But I will make a goal yeah. a bold prediction here. I almost had a gold prediction, which would be pretty funny for nice. the Golden Knights. Yeah. 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 I'm gonna make a bold prediction here, which is that Bobrovsky is going to have a better goal save above expected than Aiden Hill in this series, and uh will let in more goals.
1: Okay. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. OK, because I think that he is going to be standing on his head and I think that Florida is going to win, lose a game like 4-1 or something like that. People are going to be like, Bob couldn't stop a shot when every single shot was a prime slot scoring opportunity. Right, right. And yeah. he stopped like four guaranteed goals. OK. Okay. <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. And he just looks looks bad because the, the score was bad. Right. Yeah. I, I think there's going to be at least one or two games like that where the the narrative is going to be that Bob couldn't couldn't stop it. And the reality is that he stopped more than a few guaranteed ones. Okay. Yeah. That's my bold prediction, but yes, I think we're agreed. Edge goes to Florida. Yeah. And it's not particularly close.
1: I don't know if it's not particularly close. I I don't know if I'm, you know, I mean, because you are playing a goalie who's playing a hot hand right now. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, I feel like, I feel like in order for Florida to win, Bobrovsky has to be exceptional. And in order for Vegas to win, Aiden Hill just has to do the job. You're right. He doesn't have to steal games. He doesn't have to. You know, I mean, you know, he's put up two shutouts. Yeah. In the last series, but they gave him a lot of run support. You know what I mean? Like lot like game seven. Yeah. You know he puts he throws up six. a shutout, which or game six he throws up a shutout. But they yeah, sco- I mean, they scored you know
0: very early and very often. He made that big glove save. Yeah. Where he yeah. was falling to his left and stuck out the glove and, and made, made that save, and it reminded me of like old school like uh, you know hashick, you know, yeah, flopping over and spinning over and dropping mm-hmm. the blocker down mm-hmm. on the goal line and stuff. Yeah. Um, it, which is great, which is wonderful to see, but the reality is is that uh, he was preserving nothing but his shutout. The game was never in question at that right, point, right?
1: Right, and that's one where you go like, "Geez, you might have hurt him," you
0: know, "you might hurt yourself doing that." <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why I always say that I, I'm, which would be that so Price Vegas, got so few which would shutouts. be so
1: Vegas, because then Jonathan Quick would come Jonathan in and Johnson. and be Jonathan Quick of 2014. Yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. I I I was watching the the handshakes and I was like, oh, I do kind of wish that I got to see some Jonathan Quick, but I mean, Aiden Hill has bought himself a lot of leeway here. Yeah, yeah. I don't think that there's a situation where they're Well, he they're might, like okay, we're starting Jonathan Quick next. Maybe
1: game. maybe he gets pulled at some point, but you know, and and
0: If he and, gets pumped and, for and, 10 and, goals and, and he gets pulled and Jonathan Quick goes in and plays brilliantly, no, I still no, don't no. think yeah, that Aiden yeah. Hill does No, the I don't think next. so. Yeah. I don't
1: think so, but I'm just saying that's the only way we're going to see him in this series. I agree with you. You know what another thing I want to say too is if you're Canadian, you should be cheering for the for Vegas as much as you cheer for any Canadian team.
0: I'm intrigued. Go on. Well,
1: because most of their lineup is Canadian guys. Like 14 other guys that they, that they, of their starting guys are, are Canadians.
0: Okay. So then do you want to hear my Canadian cheer? What? Go hockey. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Because 14 of every starting lineup is Canadian.
1: (laughs) No, it's not. I know. No, it's not. No, they've got a, they've got an inordinate number of Canadians. Yeah, on their team.
0: That's fair. Well, you yep. remember when Pittsburgh won the cup the first time, and and all the Pittsburgh fans chanted "USA, USA." Yeah, yeah. As they won yep. the cup on the backs of Crosby, Malkin, Latang, <laughs> and 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 Flurry. <laughs> yeah. Yes, 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 yes. No, I, you know, I, I think that if you're Canadian and watching this, you should because it's just going to be awesome hockey and that's that. Yeah. Like yeah. Do you need a reason? Do you need another reason? Like, ah, oh, gee, I no, don't know. It's,
1: yeah, it's it's going to be it's going to be great.
0: Boy, I really wish that it was a Vancouver Montreal final so we could <laughs> see two Steams teams slap slapping each other. Like, slap fighting. Like, like come on, guys. Yeah, like, yeah, is, yeah. These are two teams that deserve to be here, and they're fantastic teams, and it's fantastic hockey, regardless, or pardon me, irregardless, irregardless of where they're from. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's the goaltending. Uh, and where's Aiden Hill from? Is he Canadian? Yep. Okay. Wow. A Canadian goalie in the playoffs. That's new. Wow.
1: Imagine that. <laughs> it's been
0: <laughs> dominated by... Uh, all Russian goalies and uh, Ottinger being uh, American. Anyways, moving on. Defense. Who do you give the defense edge to, and why? Um, I give it to Vegas. Yeah,
1: and that's one where I'm not sure it's too close. It's it's. You don't think yeah. it's close? Well, it's it's closer than I would have than anyone would have ever thought. Right. Um but i think i think vegas has the deeper more talented you know group and the and and P- the, the panthers have a group that has overachieved i think that's true yeah and and they've gotten like i said they've just like they've gotten incredible value out of that defense core and i'm i'm going to be talking about one of the guys on that defense core is one of my underrated mvps or whatever um, but, uh, you know, it's, I, I think it's, I think, I don't know. I mean, when you stack up the defense cores, I think that Vegas is deeper. Um, they're more, and, and what I like about Vegas too, in terms of just total team defenses <clears throat> and Bruce Cassidy alluded to it last night, again, it's just, it's just like, they don't have to really worry about matchups mm. because they're so good. They're, their four lines are so good, mm-hmm. and they and they can you know and so so when you don't have to worry about matching up against wh- whomever, you can just roll your four lines, and you know that nobody's going to blow up, and you know that you know I mean you know that it's not going to be uh, a situation where you know you, your fourth line like say you know the 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 Nicholas Wall line gets stuck out against the the Kachuk line or you know the the um or the Barkov line, like yeah. it's it's not going to be a huge, it's not going to be like this huge, Disparity. mismatch. Like it's not yeah. going to be like, oh my god, get those bums off the ice so we can get a better, so we can get a better matchup here. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think team defense and both in terms of defensively, like in terms of their defensemen, I think I think I think Vegas has the, has the edge. A, 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 not a yeah, not a, not like a slam dunk edge, but a significant edge.
0: <laughs> yeah, so I, I, was tell, I was telling you on the phone because I looked it up last series, and then and now I've just looked it up comparatively between the two teams how uh, even deployment was in Florida for defense. Yeah, or relatively it was, weird. Even. it was
1: yeah, it was crazy. Yeah. So
0: yep. the top defenseman <clears throat> for minutes uh, per game played was Brandon, Brandon Montour, Montour. 22 twenty two minutes and twenty two seconds. And, and the in the lowest... playoffs,
1: that's not a ton. Like that's not a ton no. in the playoffs. No, because you end up like especially when they played up you know, 16 overtimes in game one of the first, of the first, of the second, of the uh, conference final, right? Like yeah. usually those get skewed and like the top guys end up playing like 30 minutes.
0: Yeah. The lowest <clears throat> is Josh Mahura, which used yeah. to be, Mahura, which used to be higher than after the last series. Yeah. But he's 12 minutes, 18 seconds. Radical Gudis is 15 minutes and 33 seconds. Uh, so, you know, like a, a, a between, Ten to eight minute disparity between your top guy and your and your lowest guy, yeah. uh, your top pairing guys yeah, yeah, and yeah. your lowest pairing guys. Right. Uh, that's at five versus five. Right. Right. Um, because special teams is a crapshoot, mm-hmm. and you know what I mean. If you play on the penalty kill and not the power play, then it's going to skew the numbers. So that's why I do it.
1: Speaking five. of special teams, I don't know if we're we're probably not going to touch on it, but we should. Florida get Florida has
0: a huge advantage. Oh, by on a, both in both on both sides by a wide margin. Yeah, on yeah. both sides. Yeah. 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 But if you thought that that was even, <laughs> let me introduce you to the Vegas Golden Knights, who's at five versus five, number one defenseman for time on ice per game played is Alex Petrangelo, Peter Angelo, as Cherry as used to say. Yeah. Um, 17 minutes and 24 seconds. That's their highest defense? That's their highest. That their lowest? MC- yeah. Braden McNabb at 15 minutes, 46 seconds. So there, there, there goes, that. that's what I'm saying with their
1: depth and their, you know, they don't have to worry about like, they, they don't, don't have, have, to, have lines. Yeah. And, and the thing is, they don't, they don't have to worry about throwing Pietrangelo out there all the time. Right. No. You know, Oh, Barkov's lines out there. Get, you know, jump over the boards, Alex, and get somebody else off. Yeah. You know, Braden McNabb, come off, Alex, go on. You know, no, they don't worry about no, it. They, Mc- they just, they just play their, They just roll their lines, roll their defense core and, and, uh, and yeah, you see it right there.
0: Yeah. Like, so the thing that's actually really surprising about oh, that Cap- Capitals name Spencer Carberry, head coach. The,
1: oh, the, uh, architect of Toronto's, um, historically good power play is now the head coach of this, of the Washington Capitals. <laughs> no, they, no, well, they had a ridiculous power play. Oh, you're, year. No, like they had a ridiculously good power play. Yeah. In the regular season. Yeah, they were. Yeah. I mean, this guy is, I, I don't know if he's the best coaching candidate out there. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah. Interesting. Okay.
0: I didn't. Okay. Um,
1: and you're going to see a few more of these announcements come out before Saturday, by the way. Yeah. Um, like, I don't, you know, I, I, I'm not sure if I, I doubt if the Pittsburgh situation gets resolved. Like if I'm Kyle Dubas, I'm probably waiting to see what happens in Ottawa. Right. Um, so whether it's that, whether it's the Columbus thing, yeah. or you know maybe even the Ottawa Senators sale, which is going to get done when it gets done. I mean that they're not going to push that along. But I know that in the Stanley Cup Final, um, there's basically an unwritten rule that uh, you don't you don't upstage the final. Right. You don't upstage the final by making a big splash. So I, I would think that if, you know, if the senator's sale gets done, that's one thing because you can't... you got balls in <laughs> yeah, the air. Yeah, yeah, you've got to do it when it gets done. So if that gets done, I would assume it gets announced. But But like all these other things, you don't... Like the NHL really doesn't like when teams try to usurp the Stanley Cup final by making a big splash. So I would expect that between now and Saturday... There will be some moves and some things done and then and then it'll go radio silence until the Stanley Cup final's over.
0: Yes, you don't want to you slurp the Stanley Cup final. Did I say you slurp? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> Just Michael <laughs> Scott. Oh, okay. Every time I hear hear you now, <laughs> I think <laughs> you slurp. That's so good. Um I'll tell you one thing bit though, eh? Like uh talk about starting off on the wrong foot if you, you know, if if the sale gets finalized like right. At you know, at a deciding game of the Stanley Cup Final, yeah, right. But yeah. Uh, I mean, I know, mean, they Bettman waited this og- long
1: and they've had this much, this this many stops and starts. So, eh, t- you know, give it a couple more weeks.
0: Yeah, but also, Bettman serves the owners, and the owners are helped by a billion dollars.
1: Yeah, they're getting it anyways. It's just a matter of whether or not you know. But they're but they're not getting the billion dollars. The owners aren't getting the billion dollars. Eugene Melnick's estate is getting the billion dollars.
0: No, but isn't there a transfer not, fee? Or? Yeah, exactly. Not
1: really. There's no. no? The NHL isn't going to make any money off the Ottawa. Senators oh, okay, being sold. I thought they were going to be making. It. If the Ottawa Senator, it, you know, if the Arizona Coyotes are sold and moved, there will be there will be some money there. Gotcha. But yeah, but no, it, that makes yeah, more sense. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right.
0: Well, we never said I was smart. Not once was it like Hawkins so. filled with Ken Campbell and his really smart sidekick. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Never right. did. Never did. Okay. his so. defense. Yeah. I. You know what? I gotta hand it to Vegas, and it's. I think you're right. Not close. Yeah. 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 And I just think about. You know, Aiden Hill. He played well. He played very, very well. Yeah. But how many times were you like? Remember the Bobrovsky save? The dropped the stick, flew across with the mm-hmm. blocker. Mm-hmm. Like how many times did you say that about Aiden Hill?
1: Well, yeah, and plus, like I mean, you know, I mean I mean they're giving up, I think I I, I could be wrong, but I think they're giving up significantly more shots per game than Vegas is. And, you know, I mean, part of the defense for, for Florida is the fact that they have the best
0: goalie in the playoffs. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So, yeah. Absolutely. Okay. So you you want to know how many shots per game They're giving up comparatively? Yeah. Okay. I will tell you. Uh, Florida Panthers is giving up 31.54 shots per game. And Vegas, oh, that's at five versus five. All situations. Florida Panthers are giving up, pardon me, 33.33 shots per game. Wow, what a huge difference, right? One shot. Oh, okay. So it's, yeah, okay. <laughs> and Vegas okay. is giving up thirty one point four four.
1: Okay, yeah. So it's a couple of shots. They're yeah.
0: actually. It's funny. Uh, so it actually suggests it's going to be high event hockey because uh, I'm glad that you sent me down this rabbit hole because Florida gives up the second has given up in the playoffs the second most shots per game, mm-hmm. and Vegas has given up the fourth most shots per game. Interesting. So that would suggest to me high mm-hmm. event hockey, lots of shots, yeah. lots of scoring opportunities, yeah. and yeah. Uh, you know should be fun. Should be fun. Watch it. Just watch it. It's not complicated. Watch good hockey. <laughs> as as we talked somebody down from a cliff, apparently. Apparently recently. we did, yeah. 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 Vegas is giving up uh the third worst 3.5 to spectacles against per game. Whereas Vegas is, you just said Vegas is giving up. Sorry, that was Florida. Yeah. Okay. Uh, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, seventh where it's Three point one eight expected goals against per game. So this is going to be good event, like high event mm-hmm, hockey. Mm-hmm. It's going to be you know, yep. and dare I look at hits? Because these two teams have been slugfests, both of them.
1: Hits per sixty. I looked that up, and it, and it wasn't. I I thought I thought it
0: would be higher for both teams for some yeah. reason.
1: Yeah, yeah. Maybe we should do the stuff before the podcast.
0: No preparation. I, I did a lot of preparation, but you always send me down a rabbit hole that I didn't prepare for. Uh, okay. Right. Like I prepared the goalie stuff. I prepared the defensive numbers. I like. Okay. I did a lot of prep work, <laughs> and then and then you always go, "What are their shots against per 60? And I go, Uh boy." Anyways, see. Well, there you go. Huh? Edge edge to Vegas for defense, and I agree with you. I don't. I don't think it's that close. Right. But Florida has been. A lot deeper than I expected. That's all I'll say. Right. Uh forwards. Forward cores. Hey everybody, light
1: the lamp during the hockey playoffs with DraftKings Sportsbook. Right now, new customers can make a five-dollar bet and score $150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and sign up with the code THPN. New customers can make a $5 hockey playoff bet and score $150 in bonus bets instantly. That's at code THPM, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, Okay, yeah, see, like, I'm looking at hits per 60 right now. Yeah. Uh, In the playoffs, and Vegas is 31.5, and Florida is 32.09. 10 and 11 among playoff teams. I mean, there's a lot more hits there because they played more games, but... Yeah. But yeah, I mean they're not it's 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 not as probably as physical as you might think. Like it's not like wait till they it face would be each Winnipeg, other, Winnipeg against Tampa, you know, or something. Two really heavy teams. Yeah. Uh uh offensively?
0: Yeah, offensively. I think it's a wash.
1: I I, I you might be say, right. I wanna say I I wanna say Vegas has the has the the edge, but I just wanna say that it's a wash. Because they're both they're both getting scoring from deep in their lineups right right like William Carlson has 10 goals he leads them he leads them with 10, goals. Them with 10 yeah. goals yeah yeah and he's also been one of the best defensive forwards in the playoffs you know oh yeah yeah I mean like he's sure. been he to me like any any talk of Con Smythe has to include him. Absolutely has to include him.
0: Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. And he's technically their third-line center. Not technically. He is their third-line center. Jack Eichel's well, their first and Chandler Stephenson's okay. their second. Okay, and I, I say technically in that sense yeah, because, yeah, yeah, you know, their minutes yeah. and distributions and stuff yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah. It's much like the fact that their second pairing, their technical uh, third-pairing defense plays more minutes than their second pairing of defense of right. five versus right. five. Okay. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? It's yeah. yeah. You know. Uh, the best kind of correct as i've been told is technically correct. Right. Okay. <laughs> but uh yeah, going back to the their depth um it's uh it's impressive for both teams.
1: It, it really is. It really is. The scoring depth has been outstanding and and that's the way it should be for the two teams that make the final, right?
0: Yeah. yeah. I would I would totally uh I would totally agree. Um although it's not what we've seen <laughs> every year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it seems like we've had a lot of, recently, a lot of sort of Cinderella stories make the final, although last year was a good one. But uh, a lot of Cinderella stories make the final, and, mm-hmm. and, and those rather unfortunately uh, don't tend to turn into the best final. Right, <laughs> right, exactly. Um, but yeah, there's nobody in the forward core for Vegas that doesn't have a goal. And there is one person uh, who really is only... Phil
1: Kessel doesn't have any goals. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. They could really use his scoring That's touch now. Wow. Yeah. Poor guy. I'd have him in the lineup. Oh, poor
1: guy. Poor guy. What do you mean, poor guy? He's going to get... It. He might get... Well, I think he's going to get another Stanley Cup ring out of this. That's fair.
0: That's fair. Um. Anyways, and Colin White is the only guy in on Vegas that that doesn't have uh, on uh, Florida that doesn't have a goal, right? Um, yeah, I I like Vegas' depth a lot better. You like it better, right? Yeah, uh, like I I'd, I'd go as far as a lot better. Mm-hmm. Will Carrier, who we're going to talk more about a little bit later, Nicholas Waugh, Keegan Colasar is a uh, devastating fourth line to me. Yep, yep. Florida's fourth line, all right. You
1: know? Yeah, what is it, Mark? It was uh, It's Eric Stahl, Ryan Lomberg, and... Uh, and
0: Yeah, Eric Stahl,
1: uh, is it Nick Cousins? No, Nick Cousins is on the second line with Kachuk and... and um, with uh, Kachuk and... Um, oh, come on!
0: Kachuk and uh, Bennett. And Bennett, yeah, yeah Bennett's
1: yeah. the center on that
0: line, yeah. Yeah, that's right.
1: Yeah. yeah. I, I, I know, I know.
0: Yeah, Eric Stahl, uh, Listerine. Lister
1: Reinen. Lister Ryan, I thought Lister was
0: on their third line. Ah, whatever. Yeah, anyways. Anyways, yeah. You want to know why we're struggling remembering who's on it? Because they haven't played in a month. Well, because they haven't played in a month and yeah. because they were unspectacular. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eric Stahl has been unspectacular in these playoffs.
1: Yeah, he has. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And that's fine. I, I don't think any expe- anybody expected Eric Stahl to be spectacular in these playoffs.
0: No, no, I I would agree with that. But, uh, yeah, you know what? I give the edge to Vegas. I give the edge to Vegas. You want to know why? Better depth.
1: Oh, it's Colin White, the guy with no goals.
0: That's who it is. (laughs) Slomberg, White, and and Stahl on the fourth line. Yeah. I give the edge to Vegas. Better depth and higher ceiling. Yep. Carlson has 10. Marchessault has 9. Stevenson has 8. Right? If you look at uh, if you look at Florida and their top scores, Kachuk has nine, Reinhardt has seven, Verhage has six. Yeah. It's 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 not close, although Florida's played less games. Fewer games. <laughs> fewer games. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: A lot fewer games, like five fewer games. Haven't. Yeah.
0: It? Yeah. So maybe that warrants uh, goals per game played, which I know is a very scary stat it's, it's, for
1: you. It's pretty close. I, I think it's pretty close. They're actually almost identical, if I'm not mistaken.
0: No, they're not. Goals they're per not. 60. Kachuk for has 60, 1.49. I th- I meant teams, the teams themselves. Oh, okay.
1: Yeah, I think, I think they're pretty close in goals per game.
0: Yeah. 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 So it's going to be a good series, but I, I definitely give the edge to Vegas again.
1: Yeah. I just think that yeah. their
0: highs are higher and their lows are higher. So mm-hmm. it's all higher. Their lows are higher and their highs are higher. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Um, shall we do the MVUP? MVUP. For what do you think? Team? Most sure. valuable underrated player. Okay. So yeah. this is the last thing that we're going to do. Um, before we get to it, check out dot Campbell.subset.com. I've been so enjoying our time today today together, Ken, that I've not I've forgotten to do our plugs. Check us out on Twitter at hockey no filter at Ken underscore Campbell27, of course, at underscore Dylan Wah. And don't forget Apple Podcasts, Leave a Review, all that good stuff. Reviews help other people to see this podcast and find it. And so if you want to prank a friend by making them have to listen to this podcast, by all means, we don't mind being listened to ironically. <laughs> <laughs> um okay mvup most valuable underrated player what we wanted to do was pick a player that doesn't have like a sexy name like you know obviously Kachuk or bobrovsky or whatever we wanted to pick somebody that sort of obviously not came out of left field for us but you know really surprised us with uh with their Mm -hmm, play mm -hmm. and so ken why don't you why don't you go first on this one
1: okay are we going florida or vegas first let's
0: do uh let's do florida
1: Okay, Florida? Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with one of their defensemen.
0: Let's hear it. Gustav Forsling. Gustav Forsling?
1: Yeah. He's, he's playing 22 minutes a game. And, and he's killing penalties. And he scores. And he contributes offense. And he has been pr- basically their second best defenseman.
0: Okay, dude. After Aaron Eckblad. I love you, but he's not playing 22 minutes a game. He's playing 26. 26.
1: That's what I meant. 26 <laughs> minutes a game. Yeah, he's playing 26 minutes a game. Yeah. He's like, he's like he's playing. That's crazy. He's playing more than his partner, Aaron Eckblad. Yeah. And that's because he kills so many penalties. Yeah. Yeah. And he can score. Like, he had, what, 10 goals this year or something? They got this guy on waivers from Carolina a couple of years ago, and he's just done nothing but be really, really, really good for them the whole time.
0: They've had a few good pickups like that. Mm-hmm. Right, uh, Anthony Duclair yeah. is another yeah. pickup like that. Yeah. That's just you know. But
1: see, to me, to me, Forsling is in is kind of epitomizes the Florida's Defense Corps that they're just they're a group that is not a sexy group, right? You know, and and but they've gotten tremendous value out of that group this year. Like, like I know I keep coming back to that, but I just cannot fathom how much value they have gotten out of that group this year and in, and in these playoffs.
0: Oh, you are you're absolutely not wrong. I mean, yeah. like it's well, we're spoiler alert, we're both picking somebody off of Florida's defense. Mm-hmm. Because the truth is is that even like their number 1 defenseman right now is Brandon Montour. And we all thought that he was going to be a kind of Tyson Berry Yeah, pony kind of exciting
1: exciting things happen at both ends when Brandon (laughs) Montour's on the ice. Yeah, exactly. He'll help
0: a team win. (laughs) But we, I didn't see this coming from Brandon Montour. Did you? Not this. No, no, no. No. And so, but anyways, but he was nevertheless a a uh, um, you know a highly favorable prospect. Yeah, yeah. Uh, But I'm I'm gonna go with Gudis. I've mentioned him several times before. He has the lowest uh, high-danger shot attempts against per sixty when he's on the ice.
1: Yeah, but that's got to do a little bit with matchups too. I think he's not facing he's not facing the kind of players that a lot of the other guys are facing. I don't think you know that. I
0: think well, way to dump all over my pick, buddy. He sucks. (laughs) He sucks. No, well. He is, though, because they're running a fairly even yeah, system. Yeah, yeah, You know, he's, he's been on the ice. He's on the ice, you know, in penalty kill. He's on the ice in tough situations. He's on the ice in overtime when
1: they win a series. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> and yeah. he
1: holds a guy's stick. Yeah. Yeah. That's called a veteran move. That's called a veteran move. That's called knowing that the referees aren't going to call anything and just going
0: ahead and doing it. Did you see a few years ago in the playoffs, somebody on Twitter, it was a former player, I think basically just translated all of the uh uh all all of these terms veteran move equals he cheated right yeah yeah, yeah yeah and yeah. Uh, anyways is is really really funny you rookie know rookie
1: mistake translated he took a suicide pass yeah yeah
0: <laughs> yeah yeah exactly It's it's very funny anyways i forget what i need to actually answer, i want
1: i want to amend what i just said that the referees aren't going to call anything because they actually do like they actually call a fair bit in overtime now yeah. They actually do call a fair number of penalties in overtime. Yeah, And I wouldn't be surprised if you put, went per 60, whether, and, you, you know, nerd, you can look this up, but, uh, like, if you go over 60, over nerd. average, if you average, nerd, <laughs> nerd need something, if Carson. you go, no, but if you go over, put it over 60, Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if there's more penalties called in overtime than there are in, in, in regulation time.
0: Possib- I really wouldn't. I Possibly. Really wouldn't.
1: I think that... And, but but the thing is, he knows that... It, a guy like him has a feel for the game, right? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So he knows that in that situation, it's probably not going to be called if yeah. he's if he's sly enough about it. Yeah. You know? So, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah I mean, for me, it's... Uh, for me, it's all of... Like, Florida has done exceptionally good things based on their depth at defense. Yeah. And yep. the value that you've talked about many times now. And uh and I think that Gudas kind of typifies that as a guy that's that's always being thought of as a bottom pair, just bruiser kind of guy, mm-hmm. just gooning it up. And I mean he does do that.
1: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but, he does that. Yeah. But yeah.
0: here he is being such a such a valuable contributor yeah. on a team. And yeah. I've always liked him. He's always been an analytics darling. And this playoffs other than a few, shall we call micro stats, overall in terms of shot share and Corsi 4 percentage and stuff like that, he's not looking very good. But he's passing the quote unquote eye test with flying colors. Yeah, he's yeah. doing all that stuff in front of the net. He's angling off there. He won a race. Not the other day, but like uh, you know, back when they were playing, for, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he won yeah. A, a puck race down the boards. He pivoted and and, yeah, yeah, and hustled yeah. back. And, yeah, I
1: remember that. Yeah, yeah.
0: like it, it, there's he's he's doing things that we didn't expect him to do. Right, and in a real sense, they all are. You could have just thrown a dart at a at a board with you know the Florida defenseman ah, yeah, and made yeah. an argument oh, for why yeah, they're yeah, the yeah. MVUP. Yeah, yeah, right. But yeah, I think that it's very stark what he's doing that we didn't think or I didn't think yeah. was in his toolbox. And right. I've always even liked I've li- I've always liked him. Yeah, yeah. But I didn't think that stuff like this okay. was in his toolbox. So mm-hmm. that's why he's my MVUP for Florida. Okay. Uh you want to go for Vegas? Vegas, I'm I'm going to go with Ivan
1: Barbashev. And I mean <laughs> I, I know he's playing on the top line. I know he's playing with really good players. No, he's but he's playing he was with a throwaway Jack Eichel at, and Jonathan Marsh Well, he wasn't a throwaway. I mean, Saint Louis knew they weren't gonna be able to sign him. Right. So they traded him for for Zachary Dean, who was the thirtieth overall pick in twenty twenty one. I think I said last year earlier in the podcast. Yeah. But it was actually twenty twenty one. Um who's, you know, gonna be a good player? Um, he better be really good because (laughs) Barbashev has been excellent. Like that one goal that he scored in the Dallas series, that, 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 that deke in front of the net. And, and just, you know, just the fact that, you know, the guy, I, I just think he's, he's never really like, he's getting a chance to play in the lineup, commensurate with his his skill like he's always like coming out of junior hockey in the quebec league and that he was a 95 point guy right you know so like it's like it shouldn't be a surprise that he's able to produce some offense and he's done so for uh you know for them with you know 15 points in 17 games and i and he was really good for them down the stretch after he came back from the deadline Mm -hmm. so you know there's a guy that you know you can plug in like, right now, he's playing left wing on the first line. Yeah. With Eichel and Marcheseau. Yeah. I mean, he could play left wing on the fourth line. You know, with with Juan Colasar, if he had to. You know, he can play anywhere up and down the lineup, and he's a versatile guy, and he's contributing some some offense. And, you know, just another sort of... Tip of the cap to Vegas and their depth and their and just the the waves that they come at you with, you know?
0: Yeah, but like and and let's be honest, he's playing left wing first line because they wanted to be deeper. Mm -hmm. It's not because they went, wow, this is the best player on our team because that was Chandler Stevenson's role.
1: Right, but he's he's their second line center.
0: But he's yeah. their second line center yeah. Yeah, now. Yeah, exactly. And much like right, exactly, and that's the right. right. It allows it
1: allows them to move Chandler Stevenson to second line center, and then that you know that bumps somebody down to third line,
0: and yeah, exactly. Yeah, William Carlson's yeah, the, William the Carlson's the third, Carlson's line third line center. Line center yeah. And Mark Stone then gets to go with Chandler Stevenson and insulate right. that. And Jonathan Marchessault, who's had an incredible playoffs, has got up with Jack Eichel. Like it, it, Ivan Barbashev being there, yeah, and filling that role. Competently, which I didn't think that he like. You know, if if you if you're playing NHL 23, Ivan Barbashev is not your top line left winger.
1: Right, right, right. Yeah. You know, yeah,
0: yeah. But he him being there and filling that role competently is uh, is what's allowing a lot of what Vegas's depth is. And I yeah. and I agree with you there. And I also to to go back to my point about the trade deadline um, of all of the incredible big names that were moved. Remember, we tried to predict. Who was that guy?
1: This might be him.
0: This is Th- it.
1: This is it. This is him. It is. This is him. Yeah. You're always trying to like I am. I don't you're not. People aren't. But at the trade deadline, I, I'm always trying to find that one trade where it's like, what's the one trade that goes under the radar a little bit that puts a team over the top? And yeah, yeah. This Bingo. is it. This yeah. is it.
0: So for me, it's uh it's uh Will Carrier. Mm-hmm. Um he's just He's always in the middle of it. Yeah. You looked at even, especially like last night's game. I already had Carrier in my mind for this. And then watching last night's game kind of cemented it a little bit where the fourth line, like the fourth line changed momentum a few times against Dallas. And they did what essentially what a fourth line should do for me. Right. Like you're not necessarily expected to score a lot of goals in the fourth line. But grind it out, make well, and, them tired. And,
1: and, yeah, and 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 be a difference maker in a in a, whatever way it takes to be a difference maker. Yeah, whether that's a big hit or a, a you know a zone where or or a shift where you have the puck in their zone and you get a couple of chances or
0: whatever. Yeah. or you
1: respond after you get scored on or whatever. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. So uh, Carrier is like top six on his team for most metrics, Corsi for stuff like that. So he's doing well in all of those departments. Yeah. Uh, his high danger shot attempts are is like top three on his team. Yeah. And like I said, it's not, it's not that he's going to go up and put six goals, but it's that he's going to go up and put himself in a position to score six goals. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, a fourth liner tends to not have the God-given talent of a first liner. Tends to. Right? Yep. Tends to. And... What they need to do, though, is they need to force the team to defend because you still have to defend them as if they do. You can't just say, "Hey, Kerry, I go and spend four minutes in the slot," and you know what I mean. And but, but even more, like you, 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 you have
1: to defend them. But like, but like, they can really grind you down. You know, they might not score a goal in a game, but they're yeah. going to have the puck in the offensive zone. They're going to be creating chances. They're going to be hitting guys. Yeah, that's the point. So, and so that's that's where like it's like. You know, you think, ah, oh, well, we're playing against their fourth line. You know, here's a little break. No, there's heavy lifting involved here. Yeah, there's some real heavy lifting involved here. And as a series goes on, that wears that wears a team down. That's, you know,
0: that's exactly my point. You're, yeah. for, you're forcing a team to defend. Yeah, and it's harder to defend than it is to offend, <laughs> <laughs> as, as I well know because I offend people yes. regularly. Yes. Um, but it is—it's harder to defend because you—you don't—you don't have control of the play. You're chasing pucks instead of passing pucks. It's so as simple as that. Yeah. And so uh, uh, Carrier has been dangerous every night and is forcing teams to defend him every night. And it seems like every night I, I walk away being like, "Who stuck out in my mind today?" And I, other than the obvious ones,
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, Carrier okay. sticks out in my mind almost every night. So mm-hmm. yeah. Let's do some dribs and drabs and then uh hit the bricks. Hit the bricks, as they say. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Bounce you out on your ear, as they say.
1: William Carrier, one of the original misfits, too. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. How who's who's there? Riley Smith, Jonathan Marchus. Yeah. And William uh, Carrier. Is Nicholas Waugh an original? I'm not sure. I don't believe so, but Carlson was. Carlson? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, on defense. Trying to think of whether or not any of their defensemen are original misfits. Uh,
0: uh, Theodore. Theodore was a misfit? No, Theodore was not a misfit. He wasn't. No. Yes, he was. Was he? Yeah.
1: Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm almost certain he was a misfit. Watch this. I'll be wrong.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, Ken. We're all watching.
1: No, because that was, everybody kept saying, why did Anaheim let this guy go? Or, or they, they,
0: tra- it was a trade.
1: Yeah, but it was a trade so that they wouldn't take somebody else.
0: Was it? Yes, Maybe. it was. I and, remember it, him and it going was a, in trade, a trade. It was
1: a trade before the, before the uh, expansion draft.
0: Okay. So I remember him going in a trade. And so
1: seventeen eighteen. he's an original misfit. Ah, yep. Well, there you go. It was for futures, and it was so they wouldn't take somebody. I can't remember who it was. I'm. I'm. It's starting to get
0: cloudy. What an absolute white cloudy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, why? Wow. Wild. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah.
1: Anyways, yeah. I I guess we have to make a prediction here. right? Eh? Vegas. <laughs> yeah, Vegas in six. I'm gonna say in six. I think it's gonna be a good series. I think it's gonna be a really good series. I get I think it's gonna be Vegas in like three of their wins will be like those four ones four one wins that you're talking about. Yeah. And then and then the two Florida wins will be double overtime.
0: No, I, and, I think that Florida's and, and, and. gonna spank Vegas at least once. You think so? Right? Yeah, yeah, I huh? think so. Yeah. I think that Florida's yeah. gonna spank Vegas at yeah. least once. And it's gonna be one of those games where like Bob has like 60 saves yeah
1: yeah and and loses to, loses or, or Florida no, only yeah, puts yeah. up
0: like 20 shots yeah, yeah, but yeah. scores six of them yeah 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 and then it's gonna be like oh Florida way or, you know anyways uh, I think that I think that Florida is gonna spank Vegas at least once okay um but also sorry before we get on to that prediction while well, we're already off it but last round huh eh? I'm a twofer oh good for you yeah. I'm an I think. I took, I think. I took sure? Florida and uh, yeah. and Vegas. Yeah. And Florida was the one that I actually believed in. Vegas, I just thought, was such a coin toss. that, uh, And it turns out that I should have reversed those. I should have actually believed in... No, actually, that was, that was pretty correct. Yeah, I believed in Florida. They swept them. So I'm good. Okay. We're good, good here. Good. Yeah. Okay. I just like being as right as possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and then this way uh, I can sleep at night and I feel Break. good about myself. Okay. Yeah. I can look at myself in the mirror. <laughs> really?
1: With that body? Okay,
0: go ahead. Have you seen my... <laughs> <laughs> have you seen my beard? It's wonderful. It's magnificent. It's, it's, I put the beard butter in. Oh, and that's what I wanted to do. Oh, I wanted to butter, shout yeah. out a fella that I was getting a shirt for the wedding that I'm going up that I'm going to soon and I was at Scarborough Town Center and there's a guy that's uh, in in Scarborough Town Center that's selling, and he's and he's uh, he makes all the stuff himself, and he's a local guy. And I just you know, it's, and I can't remember the name of his. Business so what did now. he make? The beer butter or the shirt? The beard butter. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. He okay. makes the yeah, beard yeah. butter and the oils oh, and all the different okay. stuff. Okay. And he, yeah. Yeah. He's a local guy and a young guy, and so I thought. Uh, okay, but now great. I can't remember. He's right out front of International Clothiers.
1: Oh, great! So our our listeners in you know, there's three in Los Angeles will know. Th- The International Clothiers in Scarborough Town Centre. Let
0: me tell you, if you're visiting from another city and you come to Toronto, don't go to Scarborough Town (laughs) Centre.
1: Yeah, because it'll take you three hours to get there.
0: (laughs) You can take the RT and have to stop in front of the city dump. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Midland Station, everyone holds their breath when those doors open. It's amazing how everyone just knows it. Yeah. Anyways, RT is going to be gone soon. Nobody cares. No, no, not soon. Not soon. Not soon. <laughs> not soon. <laughs> what are you unfamiliar with city projects? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know that they knock it down real quick and then it takes them a while to build a new one. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, Lakeshore. Okay. Let's get out of here. You wanna you wanna make a, th- a few mentions before we get out of here? Oh, Double I don't I
1: know. I, uh, yeah, I mean world championships. I mean, I think it's it's how do you feel about Sam Montebo now? I feel okay about him. I, I don't think he's spectacular. I mean I, you know, I mean, the World Championships is it, it, World Championship is not what it was. It's diminished. I mean, and it, and it's further diminished, of course, by the fact that Russia's not there. Yeah. Um, but that's not to take anything away from the incredible things that Latvia and Germany did in this tournament. Yeah. Like, I, I love that Canada won the tournament, but they weren't even close to the most compelling story in the tournament. Right. I mean, they had a fairly ragtag team, but you know what? I'm, I'm at the point now where if Canada goes into any hockey tournament at any level under any circumstances, they should be a gold medal favorite. I totally agree. They should be a gold medal favorite. I like, totally agree. Like there's no plucky underdog Canadian team ever. Yeah. You know? Um. But what Latvia did and what Germany did was pretty special in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, and, and, I'd like to think that it's going to, you know, help grow the game globally, mm-hmm. but I've been burned too many times. I've been burned too many times. I've seen Switzerland do this way too many times, thinking, "Oh yeah, the Swiss are now going to be a, you know, a legitimate hockey power," and you know, sometimes they're good and sometimes they suck.
0: Yeah, but and, the Swiss have made it. Have I've made it to middling hockey power status? Middling, but but they're not. You know what I mean? Like they Germany
1: is you know, getting there. For yeah, they're getting there. But I, yeah, and, and yeah, and I mean. Germany. What you look at with Germany is not this.
0: You okay, look at the fact that German, are...
1: Germany, they've got you know, they've got Leon Draisaitl and Tim Stutzla. Yeah, Leon Draisaitl who's the best player, one of the best players in the world, and Tim Stutzla, who's
0: also a player in the world.
1: No, he's also I'm a just he's kidding. he's a he's an outstanding player. You know, so to me, like I, like I keep hearing people say, yeah, this is going to grow the game. This is going to you know Latvia. This you know Germany. That like it's great that they do these things but nothing is going to grow the game in those places more than building arenas and 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 funding the program yeah you know and until they do that then these are going to be one-offs like there's 24 arenas in in indoor arenas in Latvia right 24 arenas yeah This is twenty four I can I could drive to twenty-four arenas within twenty minutes, I bet you in Toronto. Oh, easily. Well, not 20 minutes. No, because Toronto traffic. Okay, within no, no, seriously, within an hour I could drive to 24
0: arenas. Within an hour you could probably drive to 50.
1: Yeah, yeah. So so like I mean, that's the thing, right? Like these stories are wonderful and I love them and I think it's great. Like I love it when you can see Canada. Germany, Latvia as the the medal winners. Like, that's fantastic. But it's not going to grow the game in Europe unless the European federations and their sports governing bodies actually put the money into development and infrastructure. And that's expensive. Like, that's expensive. It's a lot of money. And, I mean, this isn't just a Canadian problem, right? Like, it's an expensive sport to play. Yeah. So, Germany's
0: been doing it. They have been. And they, now the DEL in the last 10 years went And, from, I mean,
1: Mort Sider is, you know, another guy. Like, you've yeah. got Dreisaitl, Sider, and Stutzla. Yeah. I mean, two of those guys didn't play in this tournament. But, you know, you've got the Calder winner from last year. Yeah. You've got one of the best players in the world. You know, a hard trophy winner. And you've got Tim Stutzla, who seems to be a guy who's going to be capable of scoring 100 points in this league for a, a considerable... Yeah. Period of time,
0: yeah. But the but the DEL ten years ago was on par with like hockey at ten. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It was not, a, yeah, it, which yeah. is which yeah. is for those listening, the third best league in Sweden. Um, because there's Liga Allsvenskan at yeah. ten. Yeah, yeah. And uh which is a good league. Don't get yeah, me wrong, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but like now the DEL is maybe the fourth best league in europe if you go russia sweden finland could yeah germany yeah germany switzerland
1: yeah those germany teams, switzerland yeah, yeah. one of those yeah, two yeah. but
0: but they started investing in it right so they started investing in it and now their youth are coming up mm-hmm. and now their league is better yep and now it's you know and uh france has started investing into uh magnus Ligue de Magnus, mm-hmm. I think is what it's called, is the number one division in France. Like I, I think that there is going to be a path forward in Europe. And uh, you know, even uh there's 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 a few former LA Kings that are in Australia right now because their hockey season is being played right now. Right. right. And uh, you know, I I love this sport. I, I wanna see it have international success and I wanna see more people mm-hmm. Like I said about non-traditional markets at the beginning of the the podcast, I love watching. I love watching European hockey, and they're singing the songs like they would in soccer and stuff like well, that. The, and and I, the
1: Latvians are great for that. Like the Latvians, the Latvians are Latvians ridiculous. Are they they that. follow the team all over the place, whether they win, lose, or you know lose by ten or yeah. whatever. And yeah. you know, I mean, fifty thousand people were in Riga yesterday right they made it an official day off the government said (laughs) it's a day off yeah for winning a bronze medal these guys were treated like heroes yeah which they are which they are yeah I mean it's the first international medal they've won in a division one tournament
0: ever right you know so
1: it's fantastic it's wonderful it's great to see I just hope that this is a springboard to something and not just a not just a one off wonderful story that we have you know yeah, yeah yeah and yeah then you know here we go in the NHL with we're waiting for a lot of shoes to drop you know off the ice yeah. with with hirings and that sort of thing and like i said i think you know you'll see a flurry of or maybe not a flurry but a you know a few moves made between now and saturday and then i would suspect until the playoffs are done and before the draft it'll go it'll go silent again
0: okay so we're way over time now okay but let me ask you just one bold prediction before we get out of here Mm -hmm. what happens first Dubas gets another job or the Leafs get another GM
1: Ooh, ooh! I think Dubas gets another job
0: and with that you've been listening to hockey unfiltered with Ken (laughs) Campbell what you don't
1: I don't know it just seemed to be a strange place to just let it go
0: oh Yeah. You want to linger a little more?
1: I don't know. I mean, I think the Dubas thing depends on when the Ottawa Senators get sold. Like, I'm just, I know that the, I know the Pittsburgh job is Dubas' to take if he wants it. Yeah. I just don't know that he wants it. I wouldn't. I I think it, I think it's, it's kind of a, it's kind of like plan B. You know what I mean? It's kind of plan B. Because I, I think everybody sees that, what direction this is going in. You know, I think everybody sees that. Yeah. And, and so and so then now you, you know, you have a chance to take over a roster like the Ottawa Senators that has a lot of promise and you know really needs some work defensively, but but has a lot of promise. So, mm. I don't know. Yeah.
0: Yeah, well, Dubas has proven that he can take young rosters and and rise them up to mediocrity <laughs>
1: in the playoffs. In the regular season, he can rise them up to
0: yeah. Excellence. How fast do you think Sheldon Keith becomes the coach of the Ottawa Senators in wow. that case? Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Replacing another former Leaf Assistant Coach, DJ Smith. Yeah,
0: will be, yeah oh my God. Yeah. Yep. Nice. All right. Let's get out of here. Yep. All right, check out kencampbell.substack.com for this podcast directly into your inbox. Of course, Ken's other excellent writing. Check us out at Hockey No Filter on Twitter at Ken underscore Campbell27 at underscore Dylan Waugh. And don't forget to check us out at Apple Podcasts. Do leave a review, that helps others find us. And thank you. We will talk to you soon.